Welcome to today's podcast sponsored by the National Clinical Training Center for Family Planning and part of an ongoing series called Coding with Anne. The National Clinical Training Center for Family Planning is one of the training centers funded through the Office of Population Affairs to provide training to enhance the knowledge of family planning staff. Our guest speaker is Anne Finn from Anne Finn Consulting, LLC. Anne is a healthcare reimbursement consultant and a national trainer with many reproductive healthcare organizations. Welcome, Anne. Thank you. Welcome to my new listeners, and welcome back if you have listened to other podcasts in our Coding with Anne series. We're excited to offer these focused coding sessions to provide you with some tips and guidance to ensure you are able to capture and code your services more quickly and effectively, resulting in both appropriate and timely reimbursement. Today's podcast will focus on coding for IUD services, including insertions, removals, and reinsertions. So let's just jump right in. Monica presents at your clinic seeking birth control as a new patient. She's not sure what method of contraception she would like, so she and the clinician discuss the variety of birth control methods available, their effectiveness, and the potential side effects. After discussing these options, Monica decides she would like the IUD. Monica has had unprotected sex in the last month and has given a urine pregnancy test, which is negative. The clinician is then able to successfully insert the IUD during this visit. Let's think about what codes we would need to be appropriately reimbursed for all services. First, let's deal with the contraceptive options counseling portion of the visit. We want to capture the counseling portion of the visit that is separate and distinct from the IUD insertion. We would code an outpatient, problem-focused evaluation and management, or ENM medical visit CPT code from the series 99201-99215, based on either the documented three key components of the documented history, the level of exam performed, and the medical decision-making involved to determine a plan of care by the clinician. Or, by the clinician's total face-to-face -face time with the patient if the clinician documents that over 50% of his or her time was spent counseling and or in coordination of care for the patient. Using time for E&M leveling is very common in the family planning context since many of our visits are spent counseling the patient on family planning and risk reduction. If Monica had a preventive well woman visit today, we might code a preventive E&M code instead, using the CPT codes 99381-99397. There is also another podcast available in this series that you can download that talks in further detail about using time for E&M coding. We would support the Contraceptive Counseling Service, or E&M code, with the ICD-10 code Z30.09 for family planning advice on all the methods, separate and distinct from the IUD insertion. It's also important that you add a modifier 25 to the E&M code to tell the payer that this counseling service was separate and distinct from the insertion procedure and that the clinician's documentation supports the medical necessity of billing for a medical visit and the procedure. Without the appended modifier, the E&M will often go unpaid, resulting in an unintended revenue loss. 
Next, you write a page for the IED insertion. So we need to capture the procedure CPT code 58300 for the actual IED insertion. The procedure is supported by adding the ICD-10 code Z30.430 encounter for IED insertion. What about getting reimbursed for that expensive IED device? We also need to add the supply codes to the device to our claim. There are currently five different IED device codes that are effective for billing. J7297 for the Liletta IUD, J7298 for the Morena IUD, and remember the old familiar code J7302 that we used to bill for the Morena and Liletta IUD. That was retired as of December 31st, 2015. So make sure that that code is not part of your systems and billing processes. If you bill this inactive code now, you most likely won't get reimbursed for the device. And J7300 for the Copper Paragard IUD, J7301 for the Skyla IUD, and for the newer Catalina IUD, as of now, early 2017, CMS has not yet assigned a permanent CPT code for this device. The manufacturer has recommended using the unclassified drug code J3490. Be sure to check with reimbursement for these devices and clarify any questions that you have with the payer. Stay tuned for a new code from CMS and then update your templates and forms and claims accordingly. Also, if the IUD was purchased through the Federal Outpatient Drug Discount 340D program, make sure you follow program guidelines and also report any needed modifiers, such as the UD modifier, to indicate 340B as needed. Don't forget to include the point of care tests, such as the urine pregnancy test, HIV rapid test, or wet mounts that are done during the visit on the claim in order to be reimbursed directly for these services. However, for tests sent to an outside laboratory, such as chlamydia and gonorrhea tests, the outside lab provider typically bills the payer directly, and you will not include the tests on your claim. However, if you are responsible for paying the outside lab directly for these tests, then be sure to include all diagnostic tests ordered on the claim. Check with your payers for specific guidelines. For today's visit, we would include CPT code 81025 for the urine pregnancy test, along with the ICD-10 code Z32.02 for a negative result, and any other codes needed for tests that you provide based on the individual patient's needs. We don't need to perform unnecessary tests to start contraception, so the medical chart documentation should support why you did any lab services, including known risk factors, along with the test results. ACOG, or the American Congress of Obstetrician and Gynecologists, summarized for us when to code and bill for a separate and distinct medical visit from a procedure such as an IED insertion for reference. If all contraceptive options are discussed and an implant or an IED is inserted, an EMM service may be reported depending on the documentation. If the patient comes into the office and states, I want an IED, followed by a brief discussion of the benefits and risks and the insertion, then an EMM service is not reported. If the patient comes in for another reason and during the same visit a procedure is performed, then both the E&M service code 
and procedure may be reported. What if Monica is having an IUD inserted and the clinician needs to stop the procedure? Do the patient have a problem such as um, severe pain or the device is unusable? In this case, we would still bill for the procedure, but again, we need to append a modifier to tell the payer, hey, we attempted the procedure, did a lot of the work, but needed to stop. By appending a modifier 52 or 53 for a reduced or discontinued service to a LARC procedure, CPT code, and coding an ICD-10 code to explain any complications, a payer may often reimburse a significant portion of the expected payment for a failed insertion. If you bill for a full insertion and then the patient presents for a second attempted insertion the following visit, the payer may reject that second claim in full as a duplicate service. Not all payers will reimburse for multiple devices, so check with the payer for their policies along with contacting the manufacturer for a replacement device. On another note, if Monica presents wanting emergency contraception, or EC, and has a perigard IUD inserted, we would build the IUD insertion procedure and the copper IUD device, but we would also add the ICD-10 code Z30.012 for encounter for emergency contraception. Let's move on to IUD removals. If Monica presents to have her IUD removed, we would capture the CPT code 58301 for the IUD removal, along with the ICD-10 code Z30.432 for encounter for IUD removal. If she's interested in becoming pregnant and is counseled about timing intercourse to achieve pregnancy and preconception care, then we would also include the ICD-10 code Z31.69 for procreative counseling and advice. If she starts another contraceptive method, we'd want to document and code for the additional services along with the removal to ensure appropriate reimbursement. Let's look at our next scenario. What if Monica presents to have her IUD replaced with a new one? There is no singular CPT code for the IUD reinsertion, so we would need to report the CPT code 58301 for the IUD removal CPT code 58300 for the IED reinsertion, the supply code for the particular IED device, along with the ICD-10 code Z30.433 for encounter for removal and reinsertion of the IED. It's also important to append a modifier to the lower review procedure to tell the payer there are multiple procedures. Typically, we use the modifier 51 indicating multiple procedures, but be careful and check with your payers first and have billing staff track any nuances. Some of them only accept the modifier 59 to trigger payment. Typically, the first procedure pays 100% and the second is paid at 50%. What about ultrasounds to check IUD placement? It is not common or routine practice to use ultrasound to confirm placement. However, if an ultrasound is provided to confirm the location when the clinician incurs a difficult IUD placement, such as severe pain, we would code CPT 76857 for an ultrasound pelvic limited or follow-up, or 
76830 for the ultrasound transvaginal. If we use ultrasound to guide the IUD insertion, we would code CPT 76998 for ultrasonic guidance intraoperative. Remember to document and include ICD-10 codes that describe the difficulties encountered to support getting reimbursed for the ultrasound service. What if there's a mechanical issue with the IUD? We would choose a code from the family of codes T83.3 for mechanical complications of IUDs. An example would be a code um, T83.32XA for an initial encounter of a displacement of the IUD or a missing IUD string. It's a lot to remember, but if you focus on documenting all the services provided and why, then the appropriate coding and reimbursement will follow. If you have any questions on reimbursement, contact your payer directly to discuss and resolve any issues. And finally, if you don't document the service, it can't be coded, billed, and ultimately paid. Thanks for joining us today for IED Coding Best Practices. And thank you, Anne, for this information. To listen to other podcasts in this series or for more resources on billing and coding and family planning settings, please visit our website at www.ctcfp.org or call us at 1-866-91-CTCFP. That's 1-866-912-8237. A transcript of today's podcast is available for download on our website. Thank you.